0: WHMP. And hello everybody it is it is uh you know notwithstanding the heat and the humidity it's a really fine day we have wonderful guests for the first half doing some really important work that we're going to hear about and for the second half called Chat and see it uh hello Dan hello buzz good afternoon how goes your tuesday heavy you- my Tuesday's been really good. I've got, I've been productive. I've gotten more work done than I expected to. But uh, I'm telling you, there's this Yiddish word, schwitz. Uh-huh. You know the word, schvitz? I do not. It's, it's excessive sweating. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Thank you for I that image, that, Buzz. I appreciate right. that. Regardless of your heritage, everybody's in around here. <laughs> Listen, uh, tomorrow, Dan, you're going to be, I think you're going to really enjoy this. Um, mm, tell me. As we all know, the president has trumpeted, mass uh, mess media has been uh, celebrating the killing of the Al Qaeda operative, uh, Zouari. And um, i understand why i'm not naive um but i worked with people who are accused of terrorist activities for over a dozen years and one of my colleagues a man that i will respect for the rest of my day is shane cottie who's the uh from the center for constitutional rights who is uh, a litigation director of the guantanamo global justice project uh he is going to be our guest to discuss what is going on in afghanistan now and um how we progressives should regard um the celebration of the killing uh within afghanistan of a man who obviously is being protected in contravention of our agreement by the taliban so it's going to be an interesting conversation i invite people to join us um tomorrow at four o'clock and at 4 30 tomorrow nan parati hot off the presses right back from the Newport Folk Festival, where she was watching the Joni Jam with Joni Mitchell singing 14 songs after her long hiatus, not only from Newport, but from entertainment scene generally. And of course, Paul Simon hopping on the stage and doing four songs as well. She was present for both of those and is gonna explain the electricity and the historic nature of those performances. So do join us tomorrow. Today we have the uh, coordinator uh, uh, professor at Greenfield Community College the coordinator of the criminal justice program there who also teaches in the political science department uh, uh, in the social sciences um, and who is a special sheriff in Hampshire county for the house of correction. Dave Lenoy is here. Um, we all have been spending the last decade talking about worrying about the uh, opioid crisis. I no longer know, maybe David can inform us, of the percentage of district court cases, criminal cases that are uh, said to be the result of substance abuse, whether alcohol or drugs or more serious narcotics such as opioids. But um, the people that are spending time in the uh, House of Correction, whether they're awaiting trial or have been sentenced. Um, so many of them are not criminals. So many of them are, have dependencies and um, once they have come out of jail, what is going to happen to them? Well, that's the concern of Special Sheriff Dave Lenoy. Dave, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hey, thanks, Buzz. Great to talk to you again.
0: Uh, always our pleasure. I know Dan joins me in in, in that. So. Uh, There's two projects that you've been working on. One is uh, the transition from jail to community. Um, The other is, uh, well, I'll let you tell us. Tell us about the projects you've been working on.
1: Okay, Buzz. Yes. So very exciting stuff. Um, The first project is the transition from jail to community program. This is a collaborative national model Mm -hmm. based upon risks, needs, and responsivity. Um, And it is... It's it's really the it's the, really the the continuation of M O U D, which dates back to 2018 here at the Hampshire Sheriff's Office, and the exciting um, collaborative uh, part of that that deals with substance abuse. But T J C uh, is a sort of it's a copyrighted national model. Uh, it's part of a collaborative between the Urban Institute in the uh, National Institute of Corrections. I became involved in it as an academic. Then I, uh, I, I helped roll it out. Here's what's interesting about it. It is a toolkit or a blueprint for understanding the profile of people who come into the nation's jails, co-occurring disorders, mental health, substance abuse, and it is a blueprint for preparing them for reentry into a community. Where you have an infrastructure build out for continuity of care. And Here's what I loved about it. Okay.
0: Just, just so is, when you said TJC, that's transition from jail to community.
1: Correct. Right. Correct. So, so in that regard, it's forward-looking. Now, we have over 3,300 counties in the United States. There are all, there are under 20 counties that have practiced the TJC model, and in New England. We will be the third, second in Massachusetts, Sullivan County, New Hampshire, Franklin County, Massachusetts, and Hampshire County. Now, um, in fact, tomorrow, I'll be um, I'll be doing a a brief overview and training of newly named correctional caseworkers who are who are bridging between the treatment staff and the security staff based upon their degree of college education and experience to. Um, enhance the therapeutic aspect of this TJC model.
0: Now, um, David,
1: why is this important? Why should listeners care about this? Listeners should care about this because by using evidence and research to address risks and needs, we are able to put people in a position through a, through a, through a collaborative model in-house to prepare them to transition to the community, with a co- with with a combination of assessment, targeted intervention, and a CBT DBT mental health model, underscored for the substance abuse folks, which there are many of, as you said, with uh, medical assisted treatment, and this is um, probably among the most challenging things that I had ever done in my career when when this was uh, rolled out in Franklin because it depends upon fidelity to the evidence, fidelity to the research, getting the, getting the employees in the right places, and a clear understanding of why CBT and DBT, particularly DBT, which is dialectical behavioral tr- treatment which involves talk therapy, um, has to be handled carefully and judiciously and expertly so that we can put someone on the road to the next stop, because we're only going to have the guys here for a short period of time, uh, and it gets shorter as the as the as the profile of the client changes. Fewer sentenced, more pretrial. Uh, so, in a nutshell, people should care about this because it enables clients to successfully return with the underlying causes of criminality addressed. You said it at the beginning, at the top of the show. Um, people come to jail. Are they criminals? Well, we define what criminals are. They're people with problems. If we address root causes based upon research, which I was um, delighted to be part of academically and then in Franklin County, um, and, and we're doing it here, is to apply knowledge to a problem toward a solution that is permanent.
0: I'll never forget uh, one of my clients years and years ago, and I know that you, David, Illinois, you've been in corrections for what, 35 years or something like that? Exactly and, that, right. Uh, for a number of different county uh, systems and, and or work for the Department of Public uh, Safety. I had this, this, he looked me right in the eye and he said, that's what I did. That's not who I am. And I've never forgotten that. And I've heard that from many other sources as well. So many of the people that you've worked with over the years, so many of the people that your correctional officers work with, that's just what they did. That was a moment in their life, a bad moment in their life. And they can reenter society with tools that you're talking about, right? Right.
1: But, but here, here's where we start to overlap with the academic world. An empathetic criminology, an empathetic approach. Empathy doesn't deny accountability. Empathy means we're all people. It means we understand that we all have trauma. It means that there are ways to explain criminal conduct. And through CBT-DBT models, help people understand their own conduct and move toward lawful thinking. But we don't live in a society that gives out opportunity equally. So continuity of care, and that's the next project, um, which I, I am the project director of, called the MOUD Health Services Reentry Expansion Project, um, which is designed to build the bridge from the facility into the community, and that's what's exciting—the fact so, that we
0: don't. Uh, just—that was a mouthful that you just said. So opioid use disorder, we've all heard about that. I, I, we, I hope we have. And these people aren't just crazed addicts, that these people have they suffer from a disorder um, from opioids. Why don't you tell us about MOUD and health and re-entry expansion project?
1: Sure. Explain so you. so we were assessed for our RSAT program, so, um, you know, that started to, you know, 2018 we had MOUD, we had uh, life skills and RSAT program. Um, the Hampshire Sheriff's Office was, was noted in our assessment for scoring one of the highest scores in that area. So that gave us the that gave us the benchmark to pursue MOUD expansion funds, which this project is about, um, which takes all of this together. MOUD very important component of public health. It's a harm reduction model, and health so that's services. That's medication
0: for opioid use for opioid use disorder, right?
1: Correct. So, so, and we also call it MAT, Medication Assisted Treatment. Here's the bottom line. Medication is one component of a larger model, which includes CBT, DBT, and continuity of care. What's beautiful about what we're doing with our MOUD Health Services Reentry Expansion Project is we're building the bridge into the community from the TJC model inside, which is a targeted intervention therapeutic unit model, and... We're meeting the state in one of of its initiatives here in Massachusetts, which is called the MIEP, Justice Involved Populations Initiative. And so we're we're tying up the loose ends that exist. So you get some CBT and some DBT and some MAT. So we're addressing co-occurring trauma, mental health, harm reduction model, now we're going to have a continuity of care, which is then going to meet the state. And I'm, I'm the lead guy from Hampshire Sheriff's Office on this as well, the MIEP, because as you know, there is a Medicare exclusion. There's a Medicaid exclusion where inmates are lost. Ex-inmates come out of facilities. Where am I going to get insurance? Where am I going to get health care? The state MIEP initiative is going to be where we build our bridge to. And we'll be working with those stakeholders so that nobody falls through the cracks. Everything that we say we need at the bottom of a Maslow pyramid is everything a client needs. So we need shelter. We need housing. This, MIE, MIE, this MOUG healthcare project, which I'll be directing, is tied to post-release counseling, continuity of medical care, access to health services, housing specialists, and all of the components of what most of us get up in the morning and take for granted, that we can go to the hospital, we can go to the doctor, we can pay a $20 copay, we can get counseling if we need it. We already have a place to live. Those things don't exist. And so I think you and I over the years, Buzz, have realized and said and spoken about the fact that it's not enough to to label people and to be punitive. This is a non-punitive model. Non-punitive is empathetic. Empathetic is productive because it's evidence-based.
0: And so- it's, We are speaking with Special Sheriff for Hampshire County, Dave Lenoy. He works under the auspices of the Sheriff, Patrick K. Lane of Hampshire County, who was on the show a few weeks ago talking about a, a project to help AG, LGBTQ um, plus um, people reintegrate. We're talking about reentry programs projects that david is supervising and has been explaining when we come back i want to ask david for those people who think why are we investing so much in people who have broken the law what do you have to say to those people we're going to be back with special sheriff david lenoy coordinator of the criminal justice program at greenfield community college right after these messages
2: stay with us this is the afternoon buzz with buzz eisenberg 1015 whmp
3: to come
2: home to. Your phone is a radio. Your computer is a radio. Your smart speaker is a radio. And your radio is still a radio. You can listen to WHMP on all your devices. And on 101.5, 1400, and 1240. WHMP.
4: what are we drinking in the wine bunker today? Random white wine. All right. Hello, I'm random white guy, and I'm going to be drinking random white wine.
1: Every Friday morning, Monty visits the wine snobs to talk about wine at State Street. The first one
4: here is the uh, Gomez Cruzado from the Jaro region of Rioja, and this is a white wine. Now, most people might be familiar with Viora, but this is also blended with 25% Tempranillo Blanco. I always forget that that's even a thing. Don't we all? The first sip... Almost seems puckering dry, but it really rounds out. A couple more sips into it, it, and it is lush and creamy. But it's not so creamy without acid. There's like there is yeah. a little bit of acid yeah, in there. When it's, it's too creamy, deep. I get really bored, and yeah. it's like what they call flabby. But with the acid, yeah. it braces it, and it makes it really. Yes. Yeah, this, good. this I want like <laughs> scallops. Scallops. Like, I don't care. I want them. I care. Scallops. Here we go. Sure. Thank you.
5: Find your favorite wine and your next favorite wine at State Street.
1: Is there corn chowder today?
2: There are things they only make certain times of year at Paul and Elizabeth's Restaurant. And with the corn so tall, there might be corn chowder today. There might be blueberry pie. The kitchen garden farm in Sunderland might arrive at Paul and Elizabeth's today with eggplant or zucchini. What'll they make with those? Eating at Paul and Elizabeth's isn't exactly like eating out of your own garden, but it's close. Paul and Elizabeth's Restaurant, Inside Thorns in Northampton.
6: Southwest Airlines is removing expiration dates from its vouchers. In a first-of-its-kind policy shift, the airline said any unexpired Southwest flight credits will be good forever. Vouchers created on or after July 28th will also be treated that way. Back-to-school shopping is underway, and despite inflation that's running at 9 percent, shopping at major retailers is producing a surprising number of bargains. Food and gasoline may cost more, but shoes, apparel, electronics, and school supplies are getting marked down at retailers like Walmart and Target. Hershey is warning of an upcoming Halloween horror. The company has announced it will not be able to meet demand for candy for Halloween or the Christmas holiday. Hershey said it's facing the same problems as other companies, a sluggish supply chain and ingredient shortages. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at consumeraffairs.com. This is the afternoon
2: buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 1015 WHMP. Grab
3: your coat, and get your hat. And we are back
0: with Special Sheriff Dave Lenoy, who together with the Sheriff of Hampshire County, Patrick K. Lane, is working on two projects. Um, the transition from jail to community project and the medication for opioid use disorder re-entry expansion project, both of which are uh, more empathetic and recognize that people are going to get out of jail and prepare them for that. So uh, my question before we took a break for you, Dave, is why should we be investing this money at a time when money is scarce in people who have broken the law? Uh,
1: You know, it was in my, So I'm a member of the Law Enforcement Action Partnership, I get that question a lot when I do speaker tours, either on the radio or in person, why spend money? So I try to get right down to it because taxpayer money is valuable, we know we understand that. Um, Talk about return on investment, I think everybody everywhere wants some level of return on any investment, certainly the taxpayers deserve that. If we understand research and we understand harm reduction, and we now do. We now do. Uh, Then we can go back in history and remember in 1973, a national commission referred to America's jails as cages of steel that warehouse human baggage and that they are a national disgrace. That is a quote from the case of the inmates of Suffolk County versus Eisenstadt dealing with horrible conditions of confinement. So against that backdrop, an investment in a secure and structured situation where we then take that into the community in terms of support and underpinning to address a problem that doesn't involve a band-aid on a gaping wound right you you don't use a band-aid if someone needs more than that the return on the investment is and when tjc was rolls out um uh, people were skeptical this isn't public safety It's too expensive well wait a minute The statistics from the 90s and the 2000s and prior to that suggested that a person who has a successful TJC outcome with a continuity of care situation and does not recidivate in one to three years is not only productive and happier, but there are also on the order of 100 crimes that don't get committed in that period of time. Now, this is national research. So... When I'm speaking to a club of maybe more conservative folks and they want to hear, why should I invest in this? The the greater question is, why aren't we investing in this nationally? Why isn't this the policy? Helping people empathetically to write themselves in a life that is valuable to them and to their community so that they don't recidivate and, and make other people victims while they victimize themselves. I think that's the answer to the question.
0: If and the if they are reductive, they'll be contributing to taxes and they'll make your taxes
1: less. Exactly right. And all along, when we do CBT and then, again, carefully, DBT, mental health is something that we're careful about because, um, you know, the statistics are still coming out. We participated in the 101 Commission, which is a two-year study um, where we gave a lot of information back to the state. Um, we're now We're now trying to get that codified in the state so that we understand the level of mental health, the acuity of mental health, and we want to do it well. Because that's, that's like ripping a Band-Aid off if we start it and then stop it. But the bottom line is people need help, and that's public safety. We have to change our thinking about what public safety means. Harm reduction, non-punitively, with these investments is public safety. We're still going to have to we respond have
0: to have, and instead of condemning them and calling them criminals. We have to understand that the recurrent use of alcohol or drugs, it causes significant impairment, clinically demonstrable, significant impairment. It causes health problems, it causes disabilities, and it causes a failure to meet responsibilities at work, at school or home, including right. uh, complying with law. What can people do to find out more about both the the transition from jail community project that you're involved in, and the MOUD health reentry expansion project you're involved in. Well,
1: the uh, the the expansion project will be uh, will be will be putting out more information on that very soon. TJC is codified online. Um, people could uh, just simply Google TJC transition from jail to community toolkit. Uh, it's online at NIC. It's online at Urban Institute. Um, I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes in Sullivan County, and then I had the privilege of implementing it in Franklin. Uh, we're implementing it here. Um, I can't. And I, and I and I echo. Why aren't we doing this in more than a couple of dozen counties? Um, that's my goal. We we need to educate people about why this investment is a sound one because we're spending money. What are we spending money to do? Think about that quote. Um, what are we just, spending money to do? That's David Lenoy, Special Sheriff, uh, who together
0: with Patrick K. Lane. these are people who have spent their careers in corrections who are saying, let's stop thinking of people as criminals. Let's try to think about their re-entry into society and how we can make them productive. David, thank you so much for joining us today and explaining that. Thank you, Buzz. Our pleasure. We are going to be back. It is Tuesday afternoon. It is Playbill with Jackie Walsh and Jackie's guest favorite of mine, Double Edge Theater. We're gonna be joining Jennifer Johnson and Amanda Miller from Double Edge in Asheville. We'll be back right after these messages. Please stay
2: with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP.
5: For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Sports betting is now legal in Massachusetts after state legislators passed a bill Monday morning during a marathon session of debating, amending, and voting on various bills at the end of the formal government session. Adults may now place bets on all professional sporting events in and outside the state, but there are different rules for in-state college sports, as Senator Joe Comerford explains. Massachusetts schools are not part of the cohort of of college sports able to be bet on
7: here in Massachusetts we can bet on other schools but not our schools
5: the bill also allows sports betting at the state's three casinos as well as up to seven online gaming operators but it won't allow betting at bars and restaurants Massachusetts students will all have access to free school lunches this upcoming school year Governor Baker has signed into law a one-time investment of $110 million to provide free meals to students this year. This also extends to breakfast and snacks if the school offers them. And students who are out due to COVID-19 will also have access to free grab-and-go meals. The Northampton School Committee is welcoming a new business administrator. The committee chose Roberta Jones to replace Nick Bernier. During a special meeting last week, Jones is currently business administrator for the Hampshire Regional School District, where she'd worked for 26 years. Filling the position was a top priority for the district as the new school year approaches.
2: Scattered showers, possibly a thunderstorm or two this afternoon, a high of 86 to 90. Showers will end very quickly, late afternoon or early evening. Mostly clear tonight, overnight low of 60 to 66. Partly to mostly sunny tomorrow, a high of 86 to 90 and mid to upper 90s on Thursday. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with local dynamo Tara Brewster. Saturdays at 11 and Sundays at 2. Only on WHMP.
4: Brought to you by Greenfield Savings Bank with offices all throughout Hampshire and Franklin counties. GreenfieldSavings.com.
2: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster. WHMP. when it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it.
3: For the first time in the history of the country and of the history of the United States, the Supreme Court has taken away a constitutional right. I would also describe this day as a day when women in the United States and people who can become pregnant have become second-class
8: citizens.
2: 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP.
8: Pets and
9: people. They belong together. They help us feel calm and loved with every tail wag, kiss, and snuggle. Dakin Humane Society believes in this bond, and your support keeps people and pets together. You provide resources so animals with medical issues can get the care they need to find homes. Our pet food aid program lets people facing tough times feed and keep their pets because you care. Dakin's many programs and services help companion animals and the people who love them. To make a gift, visit DakinHumane.org.
4: The Literacy Project is the place to go if you are an adult looking to improve your reading, writing, and math skills, or if you want help preparing for the high school equivalency exam and preparing for college. To find out about our free classes in Franklin and Hampshire counties, check us out online at literacyproject.org or call us in Northampton at 413-584-6755. If
9: you want to learn, The Literacy Project is the place for you.
2: This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP.
0: Welcome back for those of you who have been with us and
2: thank you for joining
0: us. For those of you who are just joining us, we live in a remarkable region. We have so much wonderful theater, the performing arts flourish here because we all love them. And Berkshire County has, of course, Uh, such a rich tradition and around here we have a rich tradition but there is a very unique theater that uh, a group that is uh, enjoying its 40th season uh, that's located here in Franklin County in Ashfield and here to tell us about that and what else is going on in theater around here is Jackie Walsh and her playbill hi Jackie
7: hey Buzz happy to be here as I always am on Tuesdays so um we, I just want to remind people at Shakespeare and Company, we have Much Ado About Nothing going on through August 14th, one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. Um, a Walk in the Woods through September 4th, there, and then a play called Hymn from July 22nd through August 20th. We also have a really interesting play happening at Chester Theatre Company, and that is called Passover. It's about two men who went out of their Chicago neighborhood. I saw it on Sunday. It was incredibly moving, and uh, just every detail was so perfect, so I highly recommend that. The director, I'm forgetting her name, but she's done a ton of plays on racism, and it's really done extremely well. Um, We also have at Berkshire Theater Group Songs of a New World uh, in Stockbridge at the Unicorn. It's a collection of songs that examine life, love, and the choices we make. They also have Dracula coming up, which I'm super excited about. The Dracula will be played by Mitchell Winter from the Mr. Robot series. I
0: heard he sucks.
7: What? <laughs> that was a good <laughs> joke. I got it. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Apparently he will. So, August 11th through 27th, that's at the Colonial in Pittsfield. And then Barrington Stage. Also in Pittsfield has a play called ABCD. Um, and that is, whoops, I'm sorry. That ended July 23rd. We are in August. I keep forgetting. The Super dupa Kid is coming up July 29th through August 12th. It's about a kid who gets superpowers accidentally. And unfortunately, the bully in the neighborhood also gets the same superpower. So they fight it out. It's one of the first um, ever black superheroes on the stage. And we also have at Double Edge Theater the Hidden Territories of the Bacchae. It's a response to Euripides' The Bacchae. That's through August 6th, so the end is near. Double Edge always does an amazing show. And today we're lucky to have Jennifer Johnson, co-artistic director and actor, and Amanda Miller, the musical director, who also does costumes, here with us, how are you two? Hello, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for being here. So I would love to have Amanda Miller tell us a little bit about the current show.
3: Okay, so um, this performance is a response to um, the original play, uh, ancient Greek play by Euripides, Mm -hmm. um, and in which The women are talked about, but they are not in the performance at all. Um, and so we could therefore say that everything that's being said about them is hearsay.
7: (laughs) Um, is Is that the hidden territories part?
3: Yes. So we're, we're exploring the women's side. Like, what are the women actually exploring, um... What is the what is the story behind the stories?
7: Uh-huh. So Jennifer, is there anything you want to add to that?
9: Sure. Um, uh, Double Edge is, as you mentioned, celebrating our 40th anniversary this year, and the first performance of Double Edge was a modern adaptation of the Balai called Rights. Um, so we're coming kind of full circle and looking at this. Uh, tragedy by Euripides in a new light with new experience and really bringing to the forefront not only as Amanda mentioned um, the voices and stories and hidden territories of the women, the Bacchae themselves and characters, uh, but also imagining that as uh, a way to to tell um, the stories of different women and cultures from all around the world we have um, a group of national and international collaborators that came to work with us on this project bringing their own stories to the work their own music to the work so it's a very expansive idea of what um what the characters of the Bacchae uh are doing in this in this work
7: fantastic so I love uh, meeting and seeing works by people from other countries. So so where are people from?
9: People are from the U.S. but also from Buenos Aires, um, from China. Um, and our own company is an international company from um, the U.K., Argentina, <laughs> Bulgaria. Uh, we have a, a, an artist from Poland that we're working with. Um, and so, it's a really exciting project um, not only for the audience because there's a real immersion into kind of um how these women that we're working with uh interweave their own cultural tales and magic and music into the work by euripides and in response to it but also um for us uh These are artists that we invited to come work with us on this special occasion of our 40th anniversary Summer Spectacle Performance. Um, So it's really been uh, a really wonderful experience for the company, absolutely.
7: So if I I may interrupt for a moment,
0: Jackie, for, for listeners who haven't experienced Double Edge, you think of a stage, you think of a, you go into a door of a theater, but what makes Double Edge so unique is not just the ensemble and the diversity of the ensemble and the artistic talents of the ensemble. It's also the stage is outdoors where we, we follow people. It, it, it transpires in trees and in ponds and in outdoor statuary. It's a truly remarkable experience and it is unique and inventive and um, touches you to be part of the audience. The audience is part of the performance. And um, I just wanted to point that out. I know Jennifer Johnson is a co-artistic director. You are constantly trying to find ways to integrate your story into the surroundings, right?
9: Absolutely. We, um, the Double Edge Center is um, a hundred plus acre farm. Um, And we use about 10 acres for the performance. Um, So people, we have uh, approximately 11 places where people travel. Um, We like to work not um, kind of just within nature, but actually with nature. You might, uh, for this performance in particular, not notice right off the bat that there are, you know, big set designs all around because we wanted to really, um, the part of the work of the Bacchae and the idea of the Bacchae is about nature and respect of nature. And we uh, have always had an ethos of how do we work and with the land that we're um, on right now, that we're performing on um, our partners, how do we work together? Um, in the streams and pond and hills um, and so we really, um, it's, it's a privilege to be able to work on this beautiful site. Um, the audience does go indoors for one, um, one scene of the performance but uh, the land uh, really plays an enormous part in this uh, performance and usually in the summer project as well.
7: Right. So, um, you mentioned working with nature and I just remember one scene from a play a couple of years ago, a woman was sort of in a corral with a ram, which was really, really cool. Um, so what for, for someone who hasn't experienced this and maybe, <clears throat> maybe feeling a little like, Ooh, that sounds very different. I don't understand. How can you explain what it is like for an audience member? What do you do? You park your car, you get your ticket And then what happens? Um, Hi, this is Amanda. Okay, thank you, Amanda. (laughs) So,
3: um, as an audience member, um, you're kind of gathered together and um, in an area, and we, you know, kind of introduce kind of our, the rules. Um, (laughs) You're not allowed to wander off wherever you want, but um, there is quite a lot to look at, and people do become overwhelmed. Um, the audience gathers and then everyone goes, um, lovingly cradled by our fantastic Usher team. And um, the audience is taken to, you know, the next location where we have a scene and the scene will be, you know, by the stream or it will be um, in the garden and, you um, that will transpire, there'll be music, there'll be flying, there'll be um, acting, of course, and um, then once that scene is over, you will be, you know, brought over to the next scene. Um, and that kind of happens the whole time. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely guided, um, but very uh, expansive um, view Of all the scenes and the land and um, everything that's going on, and it's just right. We're
0: going to have to take a break, but but you're guided. You're walking with actors often in your productions. You're walking with the musicians, who are playing, just very interesting. Um, uh, We're going to have to take a break. We're going to be back with uh, with Double Edge, um, with Jennifer and Amanda, and talk about Euripides. Buck. Well, wait a minute. I have Dan Euripides took no his jokes, no to jokes, to please, boss, please. And he said <laughs> he asked the tailor Eumenides and he said, yes, Euripides. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. We'll be right back with Jackie and Double Edge right after these messages. Stay with me.
2: This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Sunday mornings on WHMP means polka, polka carousel. Every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, TZ brings his award-winning polka carousel to the airwaves of the valley playing the polka classics and the latest polka hits there are polka hits
4: brought to you by saluzniak funeral home northampton's funeral home for over 110 years and four generations of unparalleled thoughtful memorial care
2: it's polka carousel every sunday morning from 8 till noon whmp
8: i'm not sure if opposites attract but most couples differ greatly in their views about household finances i'm francis rayham the money doctor with hug your money Money is a very volatile topic, and most seem to either argue about it or rarely discuss it. A sort of division of labor emerges, one partner becoming the steward of household finances, the other less directly involved. This arrangement may work until a stressor is introduced college expenses, budgeting issues, impending retirement, etc. That's when sparks can fly. Each person's perspective is quite different, and it's likely only a short-term solution, if any, will arise. The Hug Plan presents an easy-to-follow, long-term solution that helps get both partners on the same page, alleviating stress and inspiring them to manage their finances successfully. I'm Francis Ray. i the Money Doctor. We now offer advanced tools and financial coaching using our patented system, all under one umbrella. For more information and to schedule your free consultation, visit our website at hugyourmoney.com. of mattress stores, all they talk about is price. Sale,
2: sale, sale, save, 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 blah, blah, blah. I get it. No one wants to pay a dollar more than you have to. But what do you really know about mattresses? Are you an expert? I'm not. And I have a furniture store. So I at least know a little. Hi, it's Robin from Talon Furniture. We mostly sell therapeutic mattresses at Talon Furniture. Not temperpedic. not trying to mislead you. Therapeutic the best mattress value I've ever found. And believe me, I've looked around. Therapeutic mattresses are made in Brockton. I've walked the floor and it was reassuring because there's no toxicity, no off-gassing. Therapeutic mattresses are clean and made by fellow Red Sox fans. Play the sale, sale, sale game if you want. That's not for me. A therapeutic mattress from Talent Furniture is your best bet and best deal. Today, tomorrow, or whenever you decide to buy a new mattress. this is the afternoon buzz with Buzz Eisenberg 1015 WHMP. And it is uh Jackie Walsh's playbill. I just want
0: to encourage people because we are speaking um uh with members of the incredible ensemble at uh Double Edge Theater. I want to encourage people to go to the website for double Edge Theatre, it's theater one word, dot org, and to look not only at performances, it is their 40th year they're involved in a capital campaign. There's a support us button that you could click and uh, give support to this unique and important theater experience that is available to all of us. We are blessed with double Edge. Jackie. Uh, over to you. We
7: are totally blessed. So um, we're lucky to have Jennifer Johnson, the co-artistic director with us, and Amanda Miller, who's the musical director. I've noticed I've been to maybe 10 shows this late spring and summer, and mu- the music is so such an important part of it. So Amanda, tell me about the music for this show.
3: Um, okay, so we kind of took the same route, Um as the, you know, eclectic backgrounds of all our collaborators um, who are international and um, our current ensemble and we um, took their cultural cu- cultures and um, their cultural musics and tried to bring in things that were important to mm-hmm. the actors themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, So I did compose a few things that are, you know, the texts of our translation that we're working in with for the Bacchae, but um, a lot of it is music that is directly sourced from the cultures of the actors um, who are participating in the performance right
7: so what would be an example for example the um actor from china is there any are there instruments from china being used or or are there specific examples you could give us
3: um well for example we have a woman who sorry, sorry. excuse me um we're a very talented woman who is um, of anishinaabe heritage and um she uh, sings in an Ishinabe Moen and um, she plays uh, some traditional instruments. Um, also, we have um, a woman from uh, Argentina and she is playing as well uh, some instruments of her heritage and singing songs of her culture. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it, it's, it, yeah like that
7: <laughs> very cool and do the musicians move with the audience
3: um well the bakai group themselves have their own kind of journey because they are journeying to the place where they can be free and dance and do their own rights and not be you know restricted and so Throughout the whole performance, they are heard and seen sometimes up front right in the scene and sometimes they're, you know, in the stream or they're out in the field encompassing the whole hillside and singing and dancing. Um, and then when we get to the barn, then it's really like it's the time to be with the Bacchae and see, you know, what is it all about.
9: And that's when you, um, the audience, has a chance to really experience um, the different languages. As we're speaking about Anishinaabemowin, uh, Polish, Spanish, Hebrew, all different stories told in different languages. Really bringing to the forefront um, stories of um, that can either be folk stories or traditional cultural stories about. Um, matriarchal uh, influence on cultures and also th- throughout is uh, music from different lands and it's all kind of accompanying this story of uh, that, of Euripides of of you know in the in the play in the tragedy itself, the original text, they're just sort of mysterious absent figures. but in our performance, Um, they are the ones who, the voices are put
7: forward. Right. So there are so many things going on in your plays. Um, I'm just curious. I mean, there are animals or people in trees or people on boats that actually move across a pond in some shows. Have you ever had anything go wrong or have you had to repair something mid-show? Um.
9: You know, uh, in, in our point of view, um, it's maybe not go wrong, but definitely <laughs> goes not according to plan. <laughs> um certainly that has uh we are definitely at um you know performing by the grace of the weather. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um there are we have lots of different plans for, you know, if it's lightly raining, we'll do this. If there's lightning and thunder, we'll do this. If it's raining halfway through, we go in this direction. So we sort of have not only plan B, but plan B through, you know, Z absolutely. Um, because it's, uh, you know, it's it's very unpredictable. There's only so much that we can, we can do to set up. We work with our, our, um, Our producing and technical team works very closely watching the radar and working with some local people who can really help us try to understand the weather, but you know, you can't always fully know what's gonna
7: happen.
0: But I I will point out, Jackie, that I was at a performance, I can't remember which it was, when we did get rain and thunder and we went indoors to the beautiful barn there at Double Edge Theater and the performance took place overhead there were people swinging on ropes and, and walking on beams in this beautiful barn. It was totally exhilarating as if we were outdoors. So it usually is, uh, we don't miss a beat. They figure out at double edge Theatre how to make sure the performance is astonishingly good.
9: Fantastic. I'm glad you mentioned that because we do, in every performance, we have a lot of flying and this one absolutely is no exception. There's a lot of people in the air a lot of people in the water. So um, we really, we really are all over the place in the environment. Incredibly
0: athletic uh, and uh, artistic uh, ensemble at double Edge Theatre. Jennifer Johnson, Amanda Miller, thank you so much Jackie Walsh for bringing uh, our attention to double Edge Theatre. I just wanna mention for folks tomorrow, Shane Cadidal, the litigation director of the Center for Constitutional Rights will uh, be with us. She'll be talking about The killing of Ayman al Zawahiri, the uh, United States is trumpeting the assassination of uh, the Egyptian born physician, theologian, and terrorist, self proclaimed, who became the leader of Al Qaeda, succeeding Osama bin Laden. There's so much to be unpacked here in our relationship with Afghanistan and our relationship with the world um, in killing those people we see as our enemies, rightfully, wrongfully. Well, let's talk with shane cutty tomorrow thank you all for joining us today stay cool if you can join us tomorrow at four o'clock on the afternoon buzz
9: thank you so much for having keep us talk,
3: keep talking happy talk talk about things you'd
8: like to do
2: this is the afternoon buzz with buzz eisenberg 1015 whmp
4: On August 6th and 9th, 1945, the first nuclear bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The annual commemoration of the bombings will occur this weekend in East Hampton, and the mayor, Nicola Chappelle, and community activist Marianne Sarah will be with us to discuss the commemoration. That will be Wednesday at nine o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at nine. And again at five. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts.
2: The Northampton Community Music Center provides quality, accessible music education to more than a thousand members of the greater Northampton community. Hi, this is Jason Trotta, Executive Director of the Northampton Community Music Center. Our scholarship fund helps those with limited means access affordable music instruction and has never turned away a qualifying applicant in its 33 years of existence. To find out how you can help, please visit our website at ncmc.net. The only live and local talk in the Valley and for the Valley. WHMP Northampton, WHMQ Greenfield, a Northampton Radio Group station.
5: It's 5 o'clock.